0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today and we have got a great show in store. Let's talk about prayer. Oh, I'm so stoked. Before we dive into today's conversation, a word from one of our amazing sponsors, BetterHelp. When I am in work mode, I kind of specialize in problem solving. The puzzles we get to put together every day at work are energizing and fun for me. But sometimes those same problem solving skills don't tag along to challenges I'm facing in my personal life. It's why I'm so grateful for the support of my therapist over the years. A therapist can help you stay solutions-oriented when things feel overwhelming. And BetterHelp is a great option for you if you're looking to connect with a therapist. See, whether the challenges you're facing are stress-related or relational in nature, maybe you're dealing with anxiety or things from your past are holding you back, a therapist can help you walk through the process of healing. BetterHelp will match you with a licensed professional counselor after you fill out a brief survey. And they want you to have a great match, so they make it easy to switch therapists if you need to. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. And today on the show, I get to talk with my friend and one of my favorite pastors, Chad Veach. Chad Veach is the founder and lead pastor of Zoe Church in Los Angeles, but he's also an international speaker and author and the host of Leadership Lean In, an awesome leadership podcast. His latest book, Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing, is about the true peace that comes from spending time with God in prayer. You know, we love talking about prayer around here. And Pastor Chad has such an accessible approach. I think we've got so much to learn from him, y'all. I cannot wait. So here's my conversation with Chad Beach. Chad Beach, welcome to That Sounds Fun. It's taking too long. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for making time to do this today. Well,
1: I'm so pumped to be here. Let's go.
0: Uh, listen, so the book's been out a couple of weeks. Has it been just insane amount of interviews and chatting? And I mean, what's it been like? <laughs>
1: You know, what's crazy is I just like, it's one of those things that you can't talk about enough Yeah. because ultimately, you know, you use the word prayer, but it's like, we're talking about being with God. Yeah. We're talking about God's presence. So it's just such a fun topic to, to talk about. I will say this last Monday, I did the 700 Club on Monday morning, Oof. 5.30 a.m. Yes, I was about to and say it's 7.30 30 for me.
0: So it's 5.30 so, for you.
1: I how... Did we schedule this <laughs> all day? You know, and you got so much adrenaline going through your body. So you party, you know, with your, all the volunteers and staff on yeah. Sunday. So I went to bed. I don't know what time I got up. I was like, I was on CBN like this. Yeah. I, I, I think God is good. <laughs>
0: Listen, do you get that same thing? Like I call it a, I get people drunk at church on Sundays because I'm just like, Hey everybody. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. And I get home, especially the Sundays when I teach at Crosspoint, I get home and I'm lit for another three hours.
1: Three hours. Yeah. My favorite thing, you know, church to me, I love the services. Yeah, but I run around to the front so I can say hi to everybody when they leave. Yeah, because the best part about church is the people.
0: Yeah, that's it. Okay, so in the book you talk about your wife Julie being an enneagram one. What do you most closely identify as?
1: Okay, so she says everyone thinks you're a seven. Yeah, but you're a three.
0: Oh, I'm a
1: three. I'm dr- I'm just I I want to achieve so desperately.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah but what are the- you? Oh, I'm a seven. Like, I, Seven, born, okay. and, born and bred. But threes and sevens are so good together because I'm going to—because you want to have fun because you just want to win. And I want to have what? fun because I want to have fun. So when we partner, it's like the volume is up, the speed, the governor's off. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, so you've been writing in the leadership space. Is it a switch to write in the prayer space?
1: Well, no, because, you know, I've been a pastor for two decades. Yeah. So, I mean— And my first two books were spiritual books, faith books. I wrote about hope first, then faith. And then I went leadership and then I was like, I know what, you know, the thing about writing a book, I mean, you you know, you you write books. It's like, you gotta really believe this could be a book. This could be a message that I could flesh out. You know, what changed everything for me was Max Lucado. Uh He said, you'll never have an audience more captive than when they're reading your writing,
0: oh, interesting. So when interesting. I said that,
1: I go, I'm an orator, I talk, but if I really want to hold people captive, write. Okay, this is worth writing about because I wow. want to teach. This is this is life changing stuff. I want to teach about it.
0: I have never heard anyone say that, and that is because that when I'm processing what I'm writing next or whatever the book dream is next, you're like, yeah, that short conversation is a whole thing.
1: The whole thing.
0: Wow, that is it. Well, and listen, if Max Licato says it, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's,
1: he's like he's kind of like our our John Grisham. Yes. Okay, yeah. so he's <laughs> the, he's...
0: that's right. He's our John Grisham. So twenty years you've been serving the church. That's been your. Have you been in vocational ministry for twenty years? Yeah, you know. So I
1: graduated high school in nineteen ninety eight. I moved to L A.
0: Class of ninety eight. We great.
1: We sevens. We threes. Yeah. We 98. <laughs> we vibing in That's here. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so I graduated. I moved straight to LA, yep. went to Bible college. And the beginning of my sophomore year in 1999, I got hired at a church in East LA, kind of like in the hood. Yeah. And so I've been in, in ministry ever since.
0: So as we're even thinking about prayer and thinking about long-term ministry, I I know we got friends listening who've been doing ministry. They're in their 40s like us. They've been doing this for 20 years. Why haven't you quit when people around you have fallen off for good and bad reasons, when the struggles you faced personally have been worth walking away from, maybe not even from faith, but just from your vocational ministry? Why stay?
1: You know, um, that's a great question. So my father just retired this last year as a pastor wow. and I went to his ceremony and he pastored forever. And then he became a district supervisor in the denomination I grew up in Foursquare. Yeah, And so at his ceremony, all these pastors are getting up and they can't even, they can't even get the words out wow. to honor him. They're crying. They're just like, you know, so I watched my parents finish well. And then this Sunday I'll fly up my father-in-law, Julia's dad, he's passing his church on to the successor Wow. And it'll be the same kind of spirit and, and honor and vibe. So I watched my my parents and my in-laws finish well. Yes. And I just thought, you know, you got to have a model in front of you to see what's attainable. Yes. So I just watched them for years. Stay kind. Stay generous. Stay sweet. Stay faithful. Mm-hmm. People come and go. Things change. Yeah. They're up in the morning reading their Bible. They got people in the house and I just go, okay, I want to be like them.
0: Yes. They they win. Yes. They win. Yeah. I'm not getting out.
1: They, no. they win.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm on a teaching team for a church here. And so I was sitting with some of the staff members a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about someone in our atmosphere who has quit working at a church. And one of the guys says, Chad, he says, Is this the only way you leave pastoring is if you fall out? And we were all like, Oh, We need we aren't looking for models for to show that are 60 and 70. Right? We, right? we need to see your parents and we need to see your in-laws because the that's generation it. behind us that's starting to pastor is saying, I'm only seeing people exit through one door. And it looks like it throws their family away and it throws their ministry away and it throws their own souls away. And that's the only exit door some of these people are seeing right now, which is awful. That's
1: it. I, I, it's the whole thing about vision, right? Like if you can see it, you can have it. Mm. If you can see it, you can wow. achieve it. And so I'm really grateful for, you know, I had a front row seat yeah. into to watch faithfulness in ministry. And so that helps me go, oh, you know, I don't have to get swept up into the current reality of what's. And by the way, let's just be honest, like falling or failure or quitting. This is all throughout the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> this is the whole Old Testament. Yes. I, I'll never forget. You know, there's a guy I really love, Archibald Hart. And about in the early two thousands, he got he was really big on you know in our our field of work, pastoral leadership. Yeah. Adrenal glands were you know getting zapped <sighs> right. and serotonin levels and blah blah. And he was saying, "Hey, remember, only twenty five percent of people in the ministry succeed in the end. Wow, seventy five percent fall or fail." And he goes, "And this is also reflected in the Bible."
0: Yeah, and
1: so I just thought, you know. It's, it's amazing, though. My dad told me this last year because, you know, I was getting frustrated with some of our friends and blah, blah, yeah. And he says, when you start out in ministry, it's all stats. Yeah. He said, but the further you serve in ministry, your your friends become statistics. Wow. And I go, gosh, it's so true. That's but so I love true. what you're saying. We we got to model it and we need to find models. That's why I think we need multi-generational yes. ministries. Yes. We don't need one group. We need Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We need yes. multiple generations together.
0: Yeah, that's what. That's one of the conversations our pastor and I had that night is like, we got to get in front of our staff and in front of our uh, congregation. We've got to get some of these men and women who are serving in other kind of ministries or even in our own staff. Like We got to get them in front. You got to see the 60, 70, 80-year-olds who haven't quit.
1: It's, it, it's huge
0: because they can watch you and me because I'm not going anywhere. I, I got more accountability than anybody ever wants. It's an embarrassing amount of accountability. <laughs> but there's some
1: there's something about wisdom. Like like this is a great example when everything happened here in LA with George Floyd and, and it was sweeping across yeah. America. I mm-hmm. reached out to some of the older African American people in our church and just to check in. How you yeah. doing? And. All of the older African-Americans in our church were so calm.
0: Huh.
1: And the, the, the young 20s were like mad. Yeah. We're
0: not doing enough, yeah. blah, blah,
1: blah, You know, just there was, all that energy has got to go yep. somewhere. But I've noticed all the older African-Americans in our church were like, hey, we've lived through mm-hmm. this. We've seen this. We're, you know, we're praying. We, we love you. We love our church. We love our city. Yeah. There was just such a resolve. Yeah as opposed to inexperience was just didn't know what yes. to do. And I just think we need that in every, when it comes to politics, yep. when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to life, when it comes to finance, we need wisdom. Yes,
0: yes. One of the things the Lord, we're just, we're just going here now, Chad. One of the things the Lord this summer, the big push on me that I felt from him was you need wisdom and courage because one mm. without the other wisdom without courage means you know the right thing to do you just aren't willing to do it but courage without wisdom is you can go you know what's to the wall but if you don't have any wisdom what are you doing what a foolish way to live so so that's the thing that i've been in my prayer time i'm saying to lord wisdom and courage wisdom and courage and just like your book says he's the lord saying back to me then get up and go do something because that's not something that that's not something that gets injected into your veins that's a muscle you build
1: that's exactly right. That's exactly right, and and I and I think you know a lot of times we would love for God to solve all of our problems for us. I just never seen Him move that way. Yeah. He's all I'm, a, I'm always like, God fix it, and He's like, Yeah, I will, and I'm going to use you yeah. to be a part of the solution. Yes. And I love that. That's
0: it. Okay, let's talk about worried about everything because I pray about nothing. As we're going to keep going on this prayer thing, I already showed you this. Our friends listening can't see it, but I have taken your book, and there's about. 12 sticky notes on pages that I want to talk to you about. Um, this is it. 35. If prayer rarely leads to action, you're doing it wrong.
1: Think about this. I, you know, And I, right in that section, I, I, I was trying to explain. Most of my whining sessions yeah. have resulted in creative sessions. Wow. So I come with my complaints and I'm like, you know, why this, that, them, Bob? It's usually about like, Sin, me, others, enemies, family. And then God's like, okay, I hear that. What we're going to do about that, he's so practical. Okay, so we're going to set up a coffee or we're going to make a budget. And yet there's got to be action items. And even in David, I love David. You know, like what I love about prayer so much is that it's such an invitation into intimacy. Mm -hmm. It's such an opportunity to be raw and authentic and genuine. And you see David's like, my bed is drenched with tears and all through the night I'm crying. And why have you forsaken me? So it's not like God can't handle my wine. It's not that he's put off by, you know, my grumbling. It's that he just doesn't let it just sit there. He always points me to like what you were saying, practical wisdom. Okay, we got to do something about it. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When I get to the rock that's higher than I, he's got some for me to do.
0: Your process of separating David's pain, processing, prayer, proclamation, peace, sounds like the George Floyd story you just told of like, we still want movement and change, but it starts with pain and it ends with peace. That's it.
1: That is, it, it it's it. Every, every time. And I I think that we we, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, I want to pray, but God didn't answer oh, my know. prayer. God doesn't answer prayer. And I have a lot of sympathy yeah. for that because what we're really saying is I didn't see God move in the way I thought or wanted yes. him to move. Yes. God always answer. He always answers prayer. It just probably doesn't look like or sound like the way we wanted it to be. And so that's why we're frustrated is I, 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 I went to complain and I, I left With a creative idea on how to solve it. So he
0: does answer our prayers. I mean, that is in the section where you talk about what could be getting in the way. I was like, I it's rude you read my journal, but I appreciate the list, sir. (laughs) I wish you'd wish you wouldn't tell everybody. I don't know why you did that. No. I don't know how you can't know, Chad Beach. But I mean, I think one of the things for everyone listening, there's something that they want that they don't have. And most likely they have asked God for it. And so what do we do when we feel disappointed in prayer? When do we give up? The person who wants to have a kid, the person who wants to get married, the person who wants a new job, the person who wants to move cities and doesn't hear what God's saying, like, when do we give up or do we never?
1: Well, no, I I think it's so important, you know, like, that's the whole thing, like persistent prayer, really believe in this, you know, like we just announced on Sunday, we're so excited. We just bought our first building as a church. We turned seven and we got a building. So oh we're so excited. Gosh. But for seven years, right. we're really eight. We were right. praying, right? And that to me is that whole like, keep mm. asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. You know, God is faithful. God, I love that story. He's like, listen, if you think this guy that opened up the door finally for this girl that wouldn't yeah. leave him alone, you don't think I don't work the same way. That's an evil guy. And if he's doing that, you just yeah. keep being persistent. I think the thing about prayer is keep praying until you get a no. Wow. Because sometimes God's like, no, we're not doing that. You know, like, think about Paul. Paul's like, three times I pleaded with the Lord, please take this away. And God's like, no. Or Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's like, I don't want to do this. Please don't make me do this. And God's like, no, you're you're going to do it. So if you get a no, you got to accept yeah. that no. But but I would pray until you get a no. Man, the
0: interesting thing about Paul that I'm thinking the first time when you're teaching us that story is he prayed three times and then God said, my strength. So So the first two times, he's just like, I'm going yes. again. I'm going again because I'm asking God to get rid of this thing. And after the third time, we don't hear Paul asking God to get rid of it again.
1: I, wow. I think one, one of my favorite stories, it, it, you know, and I use it in the book, but that story about Elijah yeah. and and he, he, you know he's called for no rain, and then and then here we go, we're getting ready for the rain to start again, and we you, you know Ahab and Jezebel. If you don't know the Bible, it's just, you got to look it up. This story—it's cra-
0: weirder than any movie anybody could ever write.
1: <laughs> yeah, truly, truly, J- James Cameron's got nothing on this. That's okay, it. so so you know he he feels in his spirit. I hear the sound of a heavy rain. So. A lot of times when, we, when we're when we praying, we can sense and feel things before they're actually in the, oh, the natural. Oh, say that, yeah. And I think that that's really important for us to understand. It's like, we start to feel things about ourselves, about others, relationships, our kids, because we're spiritual. So he's like, I hear something. Got, what, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit. I hear it, yeah. can't see it yet, but I can feel it. He's like, I hear the sound of a heavy rain. So long story short, he sends his servant to go, Look on the cliff to see if there's any clouds because he can he can hear rain but can't see yeah. it yet, and so he sends him seven times. So I always I always laugh. Like, could you imagine being the servant? Because <laughs> right. it says that Elijah's like he's like yoga position prayer. Yeah, you know, like I ho- I love prayer postures. By yeah. the way, I could do a whole bit on yeah. that. Right <laughs> now. Like, I love a good I love a good prayer bit. Like a, lo- a like like you know like what is it about a prayer face? Oh yeah, right. Like the more the more contorted your face is, the more spiritual you oh, yeah. are. Like what in right, the world? Right. Right. Like like if you're stoked in prayer, you're actually creepy. Yeah. You scare me. <laughs> so so anyways, every time the servant comes back, he's like, "Sir, I'm sorry to interrupt your right. prayer sesh. There's Still nothing." Nothing. Elijah's like, "Go again, go again, seven times, go again." I think when I read that story, I go, you know what? I got to keep going. Yeah. I got to keep praying. I got to keep believing. Even though I don't have a building, year one, year two, year three, year four. Like we just got on a call today with our kingdom builders, kind of like our our top yeah. givers. We had a Zoom call. We meet every other Wednesday. And I was saying, guys, we got the building. How many calls do we have? We're like, okay, and before we go, let's pray for a yeah. building. I was like, how many of you did you think like, I don't know if we're ever going to get one. <laughs> but it's like... Shout out to the ones that were faithful in prayer. But we just kept praying. So I just think, listen, a day is like a thousand years to the Lord. And a thousand years is like a day to the Lord. So his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. My job is to keep trusting and believing until I get a no.
0: Yeah. And telling yourself the truth when you get that no. Cause that's the other thing, right? It's like, you gotta, you gotta gotta hear it. And for, in my life, tell me if it's true for you. Like when I get that no, or when I get the yes, my next stop is my faith community of like, y'all agree? Everybody feel this?
1: It's exactly right. You know, and, and there's, there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. And I like the word counselors, not peers. Mm, I need counsel. I need godly counsel. I do not need more people that tell me what I want to hear. I need more people in my life that tell me what I need mm-hmm. to hear. And so you got to mark in your life who are the godly counselors. Maybe they're brothers or sisters. A lot of times they're fathers or yeah. mothers. And it's like because because again, going back to what we're talking about with, with, with my parents, it's like they've they've tested the scriptures. They've tested. They've they failed. They've gone through life. And they can go, I think this is, to me, I gotta have people around me that can discern good and evil. Yes. And they've practiced
0: Yes, and then practice it. Don't just show me. Show me in your life too, right? Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners Indeed. If you want to see me get sappy quick, just get me talking about the team I get to work with here and how they are excellent at their jobs. And they're also excellent human beings in general. People I look up to and enjoy learning from. These individuals literally change my life on the daily. I want you to add life-changing people to your team too, but how, Annie? Okay. I'll tell you, if you're hiring, you need Indeed. That's how we did it. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place, right from your handy employer dashboard. None of those spending hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessments and virtual interviews. Indeed connects you with quality candidates whose resumes match your job description and they do it fast. That's why they call it Instant Match. According to Indeed's data, candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast, just like the over three million other businesses worldwide using Indeed, you guys, including us right here, the That Sounds Fun Network and Downs Books, Inc. Comscore says that 81% of people looking for a job online in the US are searching for jobs on Indeed each month. That's an impressive number. Hire those life changers by going where they are already searching. Indeed knows that you're doing everything you can for your company, so you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash sounds fun to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now back to our conversation with Pastor Chad. So, okay, I'm thinking about a bunch of our friends listening who are parents. How did you grow up seeing your mom and dad interact with the Bible? How are your kids seeing you interact with the Bible? Like, what does it look like in at home on a Tuesday?
1: Yeah, it's so funny. I was I, 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 <laughs> joking around the other day. I was like, you know, in the morning time when my Bible's <laughs> open and I've got my coffee and I'm and I'm reading the Word of God. Their mother is making <laughs> breakfast and putting the together, yeah. <laughs> and and making sure they're good. They're, they're going to have this image. Dad was sitting yeah. at the breakfast nook right. before the Lord's presence, and Mom was making <laughs> breakfast. And coffee. I'm like, I don't know if this is a good yeah. picture. <laughs> it's just our reality. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, I'm turning red. It's so funny. It should it should not be this way. We got to make some changes. But I think, you know, I'm always trying to like ask my guys like, "Hey, like what was Sunday school about? Like what did you guys learn today? Oh, how does that apply?" Or, "Hey, hey, come here, come here. You, this, what I'm reading about today is this." And what So I'm just always trying to find opportunities to sneak scripture into the narrative of yeah. their life.
0: How tightly do you tie together scripture and prayer?
1: Oh, man. All the, you, you know, so think about prayer times. Like if you're a parent Think about the opportunities we have to pray. So meals given, we can pray over breakfast, lunch, we can pray over meals, that's easy. Bedtime, it's easy, okay? But like, I love like when we're driving by a car Mm. accident and I'm like, hey guys, right now that's somebody's daughter right there. Like, hey, which one of you want to pray? Or, 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 Or I love like, hey, like we're believing for this one thing. Let's all come together right now. Let's pray together as a family for it could be a sickness or it could be something that we want, we want to, you know, achieve as a family or even praying over the book. When the book was coming out, I brought all my guys together. Hey, lay hands on this book. And let's believe that people that don't know how to pray will learn how to pray. Which one of you wants wow. to pray? And just trying to find opportunities to, that's what my parents did. It was not a Sunday thing. Yeah. It was all the time. It was a part of the narrative of our life.
0: I was on the phone yesterday with an older brother in the faith to me, and and I said, tell me—because he's kind of like having a new levels, new devils conversation with me kind of thing, you know? And I said, so tell me what my prayer life should look like that it doesn't look like. And he said, it's just all the time. He said, you just—you you don't get to live a life anymore where you're not praying. Does that feel true to you? That's it. Yeah. Think
1: about Jesus. In John 15. What does he say? Seven times. He's like— Remain in yeah. me, remain in me, remain in me. Or another translation, abide in me, abide in me, abide. I translate that as let's stay yeah. connected. Just t- it's I think people are so intimidated by yes. prayer. We have these misnomers and misconceptions, and you gotta have a southern accent or a British <laughs> accent, or you gotta do it for a really yeah. long time. I always think if you're new to prayer, the best thing you could do, set an alarm, 912-6. 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m. And three times a day when the alarm goes off, just say the name Jesus. Wow. You don't have to pray long prayers. Yeah. You can ju- just by saying his name, you're bringing an awareness God is good, God is for me, God is in control, God loves me. Just say his name. So I think it's, it's exactly what you say it's constantly talking to Jesus.
0: Yeah, that was one of my favorite chapters in the book, Chad, where you're like, here's the things you don't have to pray about because like, here's what God has already (laughs) said. So here's who Jesus already is. And here's what you are already safe. You are already loved. So what made you say like, what made you write that? Why'd you put that in there?
1: Well, I think, you know, part of my faith journey was for a while that church I got hired at 19 I didn't realize it at the time. Later, I got out of it and I go, "Oh, okay. So what they were doing was all the onus was on the believer. Wow. So it was very legalistic. I didn't understand it at the time, and I actually got swept into it. I was, I, I really loved it because I'm, I'm, I'm legalistic by nature.
0: <laughs> it like, feels well, good, I'm man. A, I'm <laughs> a
1: three. I'm a three. I'm gonna right. So well, hold on. Wait, wait. You're saying if I, if I live holy and yep. act holy and read and pray, well, then I can produce this. Yes. Wow, then I'm all the way in. I didn't realize until years later, I had a revelation of of Jesus and grace. Wow. And it was not by my works. It was all that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can't earn That's that nice. stuff. So there's no more striving. There's no more earning. There's only receiving. Mm-hmm. I'm already seated in a heavenly place. Don't get me started. Yeah, so anyways, on. I put that in because our English teacher was right. Prepositions matter. Yes. It is not for, it is from. Wow. And I try to say this, I wish it could be bigger and bolder in the text, but nothing determines our approach to God like our view mm-hmm. of God. And so my, the way I see Him determines the way I approach Him. So if I already think I'm already loved, I'm already blessed, I'm already graced, I'm already forgiven. I'm already accepted. I'm already approved. Now when I come to prayer, I'm I'm coming with confidence. Yes. Instead of my 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 tail between my legs, kind of like, I don't, I know I've not been that good, and I know I haven't been around in a while. God, I've missed you, and I just, you know, and I'm just hoping maybe what child begs for bread like yeah. that? Yeah. Like we've got to know our identity in Christ. Yes. And that changes the way we pray. Yeah, because
0: I, I like that you're not even saying When you walk to God confidently, it means you get everything you want. Or when you walk to God confidently, it means you know the best thing. You just go like, hey, I'm just coming and asking because I know you want to be with me and talk with me and be in this relationship. Yeah,
1: That's it. And I I think just how much uh, of a better quality time will you have with the father if you can approach him out of that relationship as opposed to trying to work through the dysfunction of what you think is there. That's yes. not
0: Yes. okay. Okay. Someone, someone pulled over and wrote that down and I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Just back up, hit the minus 15 and listen to that again. <laughs> Where's fasting play in?
1: Oh, some miracles only happen. take fasting. Yep. And yeah. You know, so right now I'm on a
0: 21 day or are you doing straight and, uh, water for 21 just, days?
1: No, 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 no. no, no. But I'm doing, I'm doing a Daniel fast, you know, which, you know, no meats, no sweets, no treats, that kind of vibe, you know, you know, Daniel, I, I, you know, I try and do it twice a year, but, um, I just think that it's fasting is so good.
0: I love it and hate it. Love it and hate it.
1: Love and hate it. Of course. Of course. Everyone needs to read another great book by Jensen Franklin called Fasting. Oh, I
0: haven't read that one.
1: And this is, this is very good. I want to recommend everyone go read this book. And fasting is so good because you know I'm I'm starving my flesh, but I'm feeding my yes. spirit. You know Rick Warren is he Papa yeah. Rick? Shout out to right. Papa Rick, he's just the best. So when COVID was just like a thing that was happening, you know, somewhere else in the mm-hmm. world, right when it was about to happen, I got to go spend time with him, and 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 so you you, you know he's got this library. I've seen pictures. And is street, it so you know, cool?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: Papa Rick. You know just. So he said, you know, the secret sauce, think about this. He said, the secret sauce to Saddleback Church has been campaigns. And I go, what do you mean campaigns? He goes, people cannot grow spiritually like this. They don't just grow, grow, yeah. grow, 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 just grow, grow. Up grow. and to
0: the right. They, they don't look said, like
1: that. That. All of it. Yeah. All of us grow nooks, valleys, yeah. cracks, creeks, ups, downs, yep. highs, lows, mountains, valleys. Right. So where do we really grow? We grow in these spurts. Wow. And he goes, so 40 days of purpose-driven mm-hmm. life, 40 days in the desert. Yeah. So have times where it's like, you know, for 40 days I'm doing this, for 21 days I'm doing this. For 10 days I'm doing this. Because there's something about consecrating yourself and denying those flesh. So like get off social media. Mm-hmm. Get off screens, get off, you know, whatever your vice is, whatever your candy is, whatever your, the flesh wants that, fast from it. But don't, the problem for a lot of faith people is we know exactly what we're saying no to, but rarely do we know what we're saying yes wow. to. So it's not that I'm just saying, no, I'm going to deprive myself of X. I'm also supplementing yes. with this. Yep. So I'm That's not going to do this, but for these 21 days or these, I'm going to do yes. this. And I think that's that so increase.
0: That's the that's the part I can forget. I'm I'm with you where I'm the one who I can be like, "Ooh, that was a good seven day or oh, I didn't pray one extra dinner. I didn't like <laughs> I mainly was hungry versus like actually moving then, things. I was uh,
1: so all I did was be mad that's for it, seven that's days. It,
0: that's <laughs> And we have, for our friends, listen, you can go back because we have an episode, a QA and a episode on fasting that we did with a bunch of teachers because also women in fasting is such a different thing because of how women feel about bodies and food and that is just different than men. Men have different things about fasting and prayer. Fairly. But talk about, so what does it mean? This is making you dig into some theology with me. What does it mean that some miracles only happen? Some things, Jesus said, some things can only be done. Yeah. By prayer and fasting.
1: You know, I need to study it out probably a little bit more, but what I take it as face value, when I hear that, I think what he's saying is that there's going to be a little bit of digging yeah. in here. There's going to be a little bit more of like, I, I I start to really kind of lean over towards that intercessory yeah. prayer. I think, by the way, a lot of people are bored in prayer because how boring is it just to pray for yourself? All right. It's like, it's like I, I I would like to pray, but like, it just doesn't last That's that right. long. It's like, well, the better you get at prayer, the more you're like, you just start praying mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. and things. And what, what what I take that as when he says some some miracles will take fasting prayer is that some of these strongholds, some of these things, you know, are they're they're deeply rooted, and we need to get a hold of yeah. God. We need some authority yeah. here. We need to ask God. And so this isn't gonna be just this, okay, God do it. It's like it's gonna be some cost. Yes. Uh, that's how I interpret it. Um, I, I probably should study it out that's more, great. but that's kind of what it yeah. feels like when I read that. It's kind of like, hey, this one for your children or for your business or for this breakthrough or to get this attic some help or for this building or whatever, fill yeah. in the blank for the bit I take it as like, okay, this is big stuff. Yeah. And um and I and I gotta I'm not living in the physical realm. I got to, there's some spiritual things swirling and I got to, I got to really get a hold of it. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: the fun thing about Daniel is when he's been praying for this thing and pressing in for 21 days or whatever. And then, and then the angel says, The Lord sent me. I just had to fight my whole way down. It took me 21 days. You're like, What do we not know, Chad? And I had to
1: call for some help and it was a whole thing. that just reminds me there's some bigger things going on. And so I need to be in tune with fasting gets me in tune yes
0: yes i'm with you that it's the bigger things because there are times in prayer where i'm like this isn't moving i can feel this isn't moving or i can feel that i'm disconnected from god it's probably how i feel about food it's probably oreos and if it's not it's something going on spiritually that either way the turbo button is a day of fasting or two days of fasting or whatever yeah
1: right and and, and by the way this is just a side note just Can we stop with the whole, I don't want to be weird right now, but can we pray? Or I don't want to be spiritual. Right. Who started that? Right. Who brought that up? I don't like that. I think people are begging to be prayed for. People are asking, will you please pray for me? Will you please stop and pray? We had someone this morning that she's talking to me about what's going on. And me and Julia, I just said, stop right now. Let's pray right now. Jesus name. We just declare blah, blah, There's nothing weird about that. Who told you that was right. weird?
0: Yesterday, we had it happen here that a friend of ours in the, in the workspace was having a really tough day. And my chief anti officer said, we should pray for her. And I was like, we actually should pray for her. Everybody. And we circled up. I mean, we did not do that enough. We don't do we it should,
1: enough. I think we should be known for being quick yeah. to it. It's like quick. You know, it's so funny when you go through hell, but you got to go to the mm-hmm. hospital who is your first phone call? It's the people that I know yes. pray. Well, how do I know that they pray? Because it's not in a service that it has been modeled for me. It is in the lifestyle that when the opportunity came to pray, they were like, yep. let's go, let's yeah. jump on it. Let's pray yeah. right now. Let's lay hands. Let's lay, let's come on. Let's, let's come together. Let's hold hands. Let's come in agreement. Let's follow up. Hey, we we're praying yesterday. Give me yeah. the update. How are they doing? How are they doing? Like, It's a lifestyle. It's, you know, I I just I think people are begging for prayer. I'll never forget one time I sat down with this one guy, you know, kind of a known person, blah, 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 and 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 he said to me, How come you never laid hands on me? We were hanging out, we were, you know, going out, having fun, but how come, think about this? What I really wanted you to do was lay hands on me and pray. Wow. That told me, I, Craig Rochelle says this. He says, I've seen normal. I want no part of it. <laughs> yeah. Why are we all trying to yes. be normal? I'm not normal. I'm a three. You're a seven. There's nothing normal yes. about us. We should be no, I mean, like, bro, they, 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 recognize these guys are untrained, uneducated, but my God, you Jesus. they've been with yes. Jesus.
0: Yes. Hey, friends, just interrupted one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Shopify. You know what that sound means? that's the sound of another sale going through on Shopify, the all-in-one e-commerce platform that will help you start, run, and grow your business. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify and you are next. Shopify gives all of us business owners and entrepreneurs the resources that used to only be available for big businesses. So you have everything you need to connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. If you're like me, you probably can't stop thinking and brainstorming all the possibilities of scaling your business. It's an annoying thing about us entrepreneurs. So fun to dream, but we also need the right tools to make those dreams a reality, right? Shopify is one of our favorites. It powers shopanniefdowns.com and makes it possible for you to get one of our new sweatshirts, our business casual sweatshirts delivered in time for the cooler weather. They can provide the resources that will make it easy for your business to succeed everywhere you want to be. Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods and they can help you reach customers online and across all the socials by staying on top of the ever growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest and more. You'll get all the insights you need as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. We totally geek out about that stuff. Y'all cannot know how much we love stats. We love them. More than in stores, Shopify grows with you, so the possibilities are basically endless. So go to shopify.com slash soundsfun, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today, so go to shopify.com slash soundsfun right now. Again, that's shopify.com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Chad Beach. One of my most convicting conversation I've ever been in is I hadn't seen a friend in a while and we went to coffee and he had had this resurgence with God and he was like, I mean, Annie, I've had this experience with the Holy Spirit. Do you know the Holy Spirit? And I was like, yes, this is amazing. And he said, why did you never tell me? And I was like, Oh, I mean, I cried at the table. He was like, this could have been my life before now. And Chad, I was like, I... I There isn't a world of apologizing enough, like, but then you just go, okay, the next person. I say the Holy Spirit did this, and the Lord's about that, you know. Like it just moves you and how you act different. So we're going to be fast prayers. I want to be a fast prayer. I
1: want to be that.
0: Okay, when you can't think of what else to pray, (laughs) we pray the Lord's Prayer. It should actually be one of the first things we do because Jesus outlined it. You did a whole chapter on the Lord's Prayer. Why does it matter so much to pray the way Jesus taught us to pray?
1: I think it's you know I I think I use the illustration of of you know when you first go bowling or yeah. like when I take my little boys bowling you got those guardrails. Yeah. So so Jesus never says like hey guys every time you pray you must don't you dare miss a word you better this is it. He's he's so yeah. great he's just like okay so when you pray this is just like I think this is good stuff yeah. here you should probably just let's start with relationship right. Let's start with our father. Because let's just first, before we, by the way, before we ask for anything, can we just thank God for everything? Can we can we start with? So he's just modeling. Let's do praise before petition. Wow. Then he's like, hey guys, I just think it's a good idea. Like when you pray, let's acknowledge that God is your provider. He's your source, not you. So say stuff like Give me my bread, my daily bread, because that will condition your heart to go, oh, yeah, I'm not making all this happen. You should also say, God, forgive me, because if you realize that you need forgiveness, it's going to be a lot easier to forgive others. That's just a good one to like, oh, you should acknowledge that you're tempted because you're just like a dude. You're just a person. So you should just put that in your prayer life. Help me with my temptations. I don't want to be there. You should put it in your prayers. It's all about your kingdom, not my kingdom. And I live for your reality, not my reality. And it's about you, not about me. So I just love the Lord's prayer because he's touching on stuff that we need to pray about. Our ego is so big. I know Our self-preservation and self-made ideas and self, just like what? The Lord's prayer is like, no, you need forgiveness. You need provision. You need to praise God. You didn't make it about God. And I just I I look at that and go, I'm all yes. the way in.
0: Yes. I, I if I journal my way through the Lord's Prayer, it doesn't take three minutes. That's a that's a half hour. If you're actually going like, You're my heavenly father and hallowed be your name. Like, yes, everything else bows to you. I mean, all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, that Jesus classic Jesus, classic Jesus. <laughs> it was what is five lines takes up three journal pages, right?
1: And I just love that they're like, they didn't ask, like, they didn't see him raise the dead and go like, hey, man, can you, right. we would love to do that right. one. Or they, they, were, they didn't see him turn water into wine and be like, Teachers. you got to teach right. us that one. They only said that about his prayer life. I think we could do that. Can you show us? how to connect with God the way you connect yeah. with God.
0: You bring that back around in the book. It, it was very moving to me when I read the part where you go back and quote First John, where you're like, John sat with Jesus. John may have been the one who said, teach us how to pray. And then in First John, he says, we can approach the throne with confidence. You're like, oh yeah, he was a learner. He just learned from Jesus.
1: He saw it, modeled. Jesus taught him. And then he went and did yeah. it. And I think that's what we got to keep re- remembering is like, Jesus had a prayer life. So if Jesus needed a prayer life, I need a prayer .com, life. That is the truth. The guy was perfect. That Saved us from our sins. Needed time alone with the Father. I need time alone with yeah. the Father.
0: Okay, so when I'm thinking about our friends listening, when they pick up the book, when they think about you, when they see you on Instagram, what do you want us praying for you?
1: Oh, please pray for my kids. Yeah. Please, I mean, like you know, what's the old saying? You're only as happy as your saddest oh, child. Oh wow! I just, I want my kids to love God and serve God and know God, and I want them full of confidence and courage, and I want them to, I want my ceiling to be their yeah. floor. You know, all that stuff. So selfishly, That's I ask. Beautiful. Please. Pray well, for you my talk kids. about
0: all? It's four of them, right? Yeah, will you talk about each of them for a minute? Because may, people may not know all about your family.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have four kids, 10, 8, 6, Dude. 4.
0: <laughs> That's the some tough oldest. math. That's I some know. tough math on Julia.
1: <laughs> the oldest is a girl. Her name is Georgia. And she has uh, special needs. She has severe special needs. She's a miracle story. The first book is about yeah. her, really. And she's amazing. And then I got three boys, Winston, Maverick, and Clive. Love it and they are out of control (laughs) they are wild they're savages (laughs) and i love them and um, they're just they're just the
0: best you and rich wilkerson do this really well where i'll see pictures or videos or be watching a sermon and one of the kids runs up and y'all just pick them up yeah i mean y'all are just like letting your boys be part of every part of your life it seems like it is it's really beautiful
1: and you know what, like for my wife, the same. And for me, like we just, we, we never had a season where we didn't like the church yeah. or we are offended by the church or like we thought it was bad or the people yeah. were evil. Like we always had a healthy view of it. And I think it's because our parents just brought us along. And so we have a saying, we say, what we do, we do together. Wow. So it's not like dad's doing this thing and then we stay at home. Yeah. I saw this, I saw this great, do you know who Tim Ross is? No. He's got this great podcast. Check him out. It's called The Basement. Okay. I, could, I I keep talking about this. but I think he's really smart. Okay. He's, it's a it's a perfect platform for his genius.
0: Okay, good.
1: He was talking about how there's some pastors. He's got he's got he's really smart. But he was talking about how, yeah, I could I could regurgitate all of his content. But this is a great one. He said a lot of pastors come home and they treat their spouse. And their children like armor bears.
0: Oh, and they just drop it all. Yeah, like like their employees, wow.
1: like they, like you better serve me. I'm the man of God. I'm the I'm the preacher. I'm this. I do all, blah blah blah. And I was thinking, I'm so grateful. I grew up in a house where it's like my dad treated us like you know not just children, but even friends. Yeah. And I want to model that for my kids. I want them to be along the journey, and I want them to to love what we get to do together. Feel privileged and honored and blessed of what we get to do together.
0: How's it shaping your boys to grow up with a special needs older sister?
1: Oh, I mean, it has to be doing so much for him, right? Yeah.
0: Making him like, so tender hearted. Has to be. Yeah.
1: My eight year old shares a room with her. Like yeah. that has to be shaping him. Yeah. That other kids at school that aren't normal. He's like, oh, that's not a big deal. Right. Like My, my sister, like. Right. That empathy, that compassion, I, I hope it's getting baked in there.
0: Yeah. I think that I, I want people to go back and read your the book on hope and about about Georgia. Only because I think it adds such an element to your prayer life to be like, everybody has stuff. Everybody has oh. things that that are that break your heart and bring you joy. And and the Lord the Lord gave her to y'all. Right.
1: Man, one of my favorite sayings, I heard Bishop Jake say this one time. He said, Right now. Currently, all of your heroes are getting punched in the face right now. Wow. And that helps me realize I'm not the only one with problems. Yes. yes. Sometimes we can that victim mentality can come on us. And we're like, it only happens to me. It happens. life happens to everyone.
0: Yes. Yes. It's why we got to have those older brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers of the faith to go like, hey, Annie, you're going to get punched in the face. You're getting punched in the face. So did I. We're all here with busted up noses. We'll be all right.
1: And I think it's why we can't fall in love with this world. This oh, world is that. nothing for us.
0: No. This is not our home. Yes.
1: Like you want per- you want perfect? Get excited about heaven. It's yeah. going to be good there. Yeah. It will not be good here. Yeah, that's right. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus goes, he's like, hey guys, they hate me. Yeah. They're going to hate you. Yes. You know, like, it's just a part of it.
0: John Eldridge says, Christianity is a love story set amid a war. You're like, that's <laughs> it. We're in a war. We're in a war. Why do we act surprised? Why do I act, su- Why do I act surprised, Chad? Why am I still surprised? I'm. Am- we are class of 98. We have done this.
1: Dude. Come They're, on. They want to kill him. Yeah. They're like, we would ch- rather t- give us Barabbas. Yes. We want that guy out of here.
0: Yeah. And we expect to be like the darlings of the ball. I do.
1: Listen, the moment you get canceled, you realize, oh, yeah, I don't want any part of it. My bad. My that's on me. That's on
0: me. Listen, I my, thought I was
1: I thought I was above it. My that's on me. That's my bad.
0: Uh-huh. I had a little run-in with it once this summer. Had a moment where I went, Oh, you know what? I'm loving the wrong thing too much. I'm loving the wrong thing too it, much.
1: Getting canceled will change you for the better.
0: <laughs> but I'd like it to. I mean, Beth Moore called me, Chad, and she said, Your first one's your worst one, but it's not your last one. And I was like, no, it's no. Like, and,
1: then, and then after that, all, all, it just it was always like, it, oh yeah, I got perspective on it. That's and it. she said, "It's yeah, muscles think, we build." That's it. Yeah. And I think you know, when you get canceled, you start to realize, oh, maybe that old saying was true for me. If you live by their praise, you'll die by their criticism. And maybe I was living, yes, and I was probably floating on praise. And thank God. Thank, Thank God. God that I get a little sobriety yes. in my mind. Thank God I get checked and realize, hey, he goes, yep. hey, you guys you guys call me the master, right? Mm. And they're like, yes. Yeah. He's like, okay, so if I washed your feet, yeah. you should go do the same. No servant is greater than the master. Yeah. What's he saying? Hey, guys, we're all servants. Yeah. There is no rock star here.
0: The interesting thing that my other big thought about getting canceled along those lines, and and I was a contributor, right? It's not like I was all the way innocent. It was every, you know, it, it, I I deserve some of the feedback I got, but the um, live by their praise. I mean, Jesus didn't do that. He didn't live for people's praise. He he lived for being loved and for loving. And so that's. But I'll tell you what, I, after you get canceled ish one time, you've got all the guts in the world. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, you're already going to be mad? Well, then let me actually tell you about Jesus. <laughs> so I feel like this new, I feel like I got a new piece of armor, honestly, Chad.
1: Well, and I think, you know, the flip side of that is to understand, I don't need people's praises. Why did Jesus say, I? I they would praise him and he would go, I'm good. Yeah. Because what's in you, I don't need.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think we have to arrive there somehow, some way of going like, what man's approval cannot fill my tank.
0: Yeah.
1: It does not move the needle.
0: That's
1: it. Yeah. I, I I, don't crave your attention. I don't need your feedback. I live for the approval of one. That is a journey that we're all in. Mm-hmm. We're all in process to get there. To, yeah. By the way, not just land there. Hello. Stay there. Yeah.
0: That's right. That's right. I don't want to have a good week and then be right back at it. <laughs> Some of us just get to do that on the internet in front of other people, and other people are having the same experience. It's just the other moms at the pool, or it's the you know we we all have the opportunity to be canceled by our community. Your sometimes your community is online, and sometimes it's offline. So
1: you just you just never know. And I think going back to the whole point of prayer, why is Jesus so humble? Is because he's always connecting with yeah. the Father. I think we slip into ego yeah. when we stop praying, yeah. because we stop realizing what we're about, what God's about, yeah. what all of this is about, and we can get too swayed. We stop being anchored. Yes. And um, and that's why I've I, I've never been more passionate about prayer because I've never needed it more. Yeah. I've never needed this more.
0: Same. Yeah. It's it's I'm same. <laughs> okay. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say?
1: No, just you're so awesome. Uh, and I'm so grateful to finally connect with you. And I cannot wait to, I I can't wait to do this in person. Oh, together. we
0: got to do it in person. Next time you're in Nashville, I don't even care if there's a book out. We'll go, we'll go retro back and we'll get one of the old ones and pull it. Or we'll just talk about Jesus over and over and we'll sort it Let's out. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's we'll just yeah. talk about Jesus. Hey, the last question you always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. What do the beaches do for fun?
1: Pickleball.
0: Oh, I've heard. South it's South the rage. The New York Times had a whole article about new pickleball injuries.
1: <laughs> oh, you see, I got to look yes. that up. That's yes. so good. I just read an article because, you know, it's I'm from Washington. Yeah. And it was in our PE. So I've been playing pickleball forever. Oh I just read an article uh, this last week about the guy that invented it. He was on vacation, his kids were bored, and he came up with this game. And um, I just love it. My kids love pickleball. Yeah. All of our kind of team and staff here plays pickleball. So that sounds fun to me.
0: That does sound fun. Um, hey, next time you're in Nashville Holler, let's go play pickleball. That's Absolutely, game. I'm in. Oh, you guys, isn't Chad the best? Gracious. I'm so thankful for this conversation. And listen, anytime. Someone wants to come on and talk about prayer. We are all ears. Note takers, I know. So grab your copy of Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing and follow Chad on social media. Tell him thanks so much for being on the show. And if you want to talk more about prayer, jump back to April. We have the entire series on prayer. They are all worth a listen, like, Benja Bowl. So head back to April. You'll see the prayer series there. Or if you're on Spotify, we actually have a prayer series playlist. So we can give you all those links down in the show notes below. If you need anything else from me, you know, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is going on a walk. I know I've said it, but I get to do it again. My knee is feeling better. I am going on a walk. Y'all have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here on Monday with my friend, Nona Jones. See y'all then.